Hello and welcome to episode two of Teacher Magazine's podcast series on teaching methods. I'm Jo Earp. Today we focus on flipped learning. I'm talking with Andrew Douch, an Australian educator who spent the last 23 years teaching in Victoria and overseas. He first flipped his classroom back in 2006. Now he speaks at conferences and works with teachers in schools, leading professional development around ideas such as the flipped learning classroom, blended learning, and the effective use of ICT tools. I started by asking Andrew to explain what we mean by flipped learning or the flipped classroom. Yes, well, I guess it gets it gets a lot of different uh, interpretations, or people think of it in in different ways. But I guess the traditional um, sort of mainstream idea of flipped learning is that teachers will take what they used to do in the classroom, you know, um, lecturing and presenting information to students and classroom discussions, for example, and do those things outside the classroom. Um, perhaps they might present content knowledge using videos and podcasts and uh, set up a discussion board so students can ask their questions outside of the classroom. And in doing that, they free up class time to do the homework that would have been sent home. So, but now, of course, when students get stuck with the homework, the teacher's there to help them, their friends are there to help them. Um, you know, and the homework, I guess, doesn't need to, need to necessarily be individual homework. It can be, it can be group homework because now you've got, you know, students who are who are all there together, so they can work on something collaboratively. So that's that's probably the traditional view of of flipped learning, I guess. I think, but I, I prefer to think of it as um, simply that we now have. We now have choices that uh, that our, our our teachers didn't have, um, and and that um, the idea to me of the flipped classroom is by automating the things that are able to be automated, we free up time for the things that can't be automated, and and those things, the things that can't be automated, tend to be the things I think in which teachers bring the most value to their students in the classroom. I mean, things like. I guess wisdom and um, experience and and being able to link concepts together, ask probing questions that that you know encourage students to think on a, at a deeper level, um, you know, giving quality feedback. You know. So you know, just because the teacher's recorded a video to explain a, a concept doesn't necessarily mean that students have to watch that at home. They could be watching that in the classroom while the teacher's working with another student um, on something that can't be automated, and and that can all be happening simultaneously, um, which I, I would still call flipped learning. Although it's probably not the traditional view of flipped learning, where where students would go home and watch a video, mm -hmm. then come to class and do the homework. Mm -hmm. So, how long has flipped learning been around then? I guess people, in a way, we, we've been flipping learning for many years. I mean, you know, even sending students home. I remember when I was at school, um, sometimes the teachers would send students home with cassette tapes to listen to of, of certain things. I mean, it, it's not really a, a fundamentally new idea. And certainly, I mean, I flipped my, for want of a better word, flipped my classroom in, um, in 2006. Seriously, that's when I, I first started saying to my students that um, anything I felt I really needed to explain to them, um, I would do that in a podcast or a screencast. And when we come together in the classroom, we'll do things that require togetherness. You know, so we'd have discussions and debates and do role plays and play games and do more pracs and experiments. And you know, like we would come into the classroom and, and do things that took advantage of the fact that we were all together in the same place. But if I was going to just explain something or deliver some sort of content, 
I'd be doing that in a podcast or a screencast. That was for me 2006, which was which was you know um, quite some time before the term flipped classroom was coined. Can you have this method then without the technology aspect? Sometimes people sort of think they hear the term flipped classroom and think that it's a it's a whole new concept of learning, and I don't think it's that at all. It's just that. It's just that technology enables us to do what we probably always wanted to do, but to do it more effectively and more powerfully. And yes, it certainly can be done without technology. I, I would I would argue, but, but now I mean, recording a podcast or making a screencast is is so easy that really any teacher can do it. I mean, you know, it's easier to record a screencast than it is really to to record a show from your television <laughs> on a VCR. It's, so I, I don't think the technology being difficult argument really holds much water anymore. It's more perhaps just that teachers haven't come across the tools that let them do those things so easily. So, what kind of tools for those starting out, listening to this, and want to give it a go? Where do you, where would you recommend this to start? I mean, screencasting is a very useful way of getting into flipped learning because, you know, I mean, it's very difficult to explain some things in an audio podcast. Um, I think I still think audio podcasting is, is the best method of flipping a classroom for things that lend themselves to an audio-only format. Mm-hmm. You know, history, maybe biology, psychology lend themselves there, but it's very hard to explain maths in an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think screencasting can be used in pretty much any subject, whether it's art or science or, or geography. It doesn't really matter. So I would start there probably. And, and there's a really great free tool called Screencast-O-Matic, um, just screencast o the letter O-Matic, um, which is at screencastomatic.com, and it's a it's a free download. And it, I mean, really, as I said, it's it's as easy as recording a show on your television with a VCR. Uh, you click record, you teach your lesson, you click stop, and it's it, it's um, it, it, they even provide hosting for the videos so that you can just send a link to your students. It's it's really simple mm-hmm. um, and quite effective. Have you used this with with different age groups? Then, what are there some age groups where it just doesn't doesn't um, suit? I think that a flipped classroom model, like a real flipped classroom model, where where you're really taking all the didactic instruction out of the classroom, and and doing that through video and podcast, I think that that format probably lends itself better at the senior end of the school. But but elements of the flipped classroom where where you're just identifying things in your you know in your teaching and learning practices in the classroom and saying perhaps maths um, is a great example even in primary school where a lot of students just require a, a particular maths example to be explained over and over and over using different examples that I think really lends itself to being recorded as a screencast. Um, or a video in some way so students can watch it over and over and over if they need to even in the classroom while the teachers may be working with another student they're not just sitting there with their hand up waiting for the teacher but they can they can watch a video and see the teacher explaining the exact thing that they're wanting to see explained um, and, and that way it sort of you know it spreads the teacher across the classroom uh, you know you can imagine if you're a primary school teacher teaching a math topic and, and all of the examples and all the different types of problems that you're wanting to explain to students you've recorded videos explaining those so students can be watching those even while they're waiting for you to come and help them I think it you know that to me is is I mean it's probably not what a traditional flipped classroom advocate would call flipped learning but I think it's it's taking the advantages of flipped classroom you know automating the things that we can automate so that we've got more time 
to do the things that you can't automate. To me, that's the essence of the flipped classroom. Excellent, Todd. Thanks for sharing your work on Teacher Magazine's. To listen to more of our podcasts and to access the latest teacher articles, videos and infographics, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au or join our community on social media via Facebook and Twitter.